This podcast is dedicated to the memory of David Faraday, Betty Lou Jensen, Darlene Farron, Cecilia Shepard, and Paul Stein, and to Michael Mejo and Brian Hartnell. This is Zodiac Speaking, a classic gunpoint camping podcast. I'm your host, Chris Garcia. San Francisco Chronicle, Sunday, October 12th. 1969. Robbery victim. Cabby slain in Presidio Heights. A yellow cab driver was found shot to death in his cab last night, the victim of an apparent robbery attempt in Presidio Heights. He was identified by the company as T.L. Stein. Police say three youngsters saw a scuffle near the cab, which was stopped on Washington Street near Cherry Street around 10 p.m. They said they saw a man wipe off parts of the cab with a handkerchief after going through the victim's pockets, then dash up Cherry Street in the direction of the Presidio. Later reports indicated someone was seen running into Julius Kahn Playground in the Presidio, and all seven police dog units were pressed into the search. The suspect was described as white, about 40, 170 pounds, a blonde crew cut, wearing glasses. He was wearing dark shoes and dark gray trousers and jacket. Company officials said Stein apparently picked up a fare in the street while en route to a call on 9th Avenue. He was shot in the back of the head, apparently with a 38 revolver. The engine and meter of the cab were still running. He calmly goes about his business of, uh, in one case, telephoning the police, and another tearing a strip off the, off the shirt of the dead body of the immediately killed victim. Uh, he doesn't get great excitement over it. He, he just uh, he thinks killing is, is just killing. So somebody like that is going to be a very serious problem for us. He'd been a reporter back at the Turlock Journal, a small paper in the Central Valley. He'd gotten married in 1967. And as that article said, at first they thought it was a robbery. And what's most interesting is that because it could have been a robbery, initial thoughts were this wasn't a Zodiac murder. It was so different. But what's really strange about this one isn't that Zodiac killed a single man in the night. But was here that he took he took Stein's wallet. He took his keys. Why would he do that when he hadn't done that with any of the other murders? Stein was a student at the time, I believe at San Francisco State University, and was still a young married. You could really say that, I think. And was just driving to make ends meet. But at the same time, Paul Stein was the least likely victim I could think of for the Zodiac. Why change things so dramatically, so quickly? This is two weeks after the Hartnell Shepherd attack. There had been spacing between the rest, but here it's very quick. And it is so different. Because if you remove the letter, which contained the piece of the shirt, which to me makes this the only super solid murder, without question, this one was Zodiac. But without that, does this even trigger any of the signs of Zodiac? I don't think so. I think that that alone, that one little aspect that he sent confirmation proves something very vital to the entire case. What was he trying to accomplish? He was trying to accomplish, but along the way, he tripped up. And by tripping up, he was forced to redirect himself. The first murder went flawlessly. The second, there left a survivor who couldn't provide an excellent description, but did give somewhat of a description. He was afraid of being seen. He wasn't afraid of being seen in the first two murders. He wasn't afraid of being heard. That's for sure. When he made the phone calls, that 100% indicated he was not afraid of his voice being heard. But he was afraid of his face being seen. That's why during Shepard Hartnell, he was wearing the mask, the hood, the glasses. With the Stein murder, he was afraid of being seen. So he killed a single person, thus 
taking away the possibility of a survivor, really, because he knew the driver would be focused elsewhere. And even if he did see him and get an excellent look at his face, even if they had discussed what Zodiac's prior crimes were, there would be no witness. Now, the kids in the, the house and the beat cop who was walking, they were somewhat witness, but none of them could provide an excellent, up-close description, which says something very important to me. To me, it makes me think that Zodiac believed himself to be ordinary, to be average, to be unidentifiable due to the fact that he looked like everyone else. That is a powerful thought, because you're looking for someone, then, who is remarkable in his unremarkableness, and who is really killing to make himself remarkable. That powerful. Because you're not necessarily then looking for a narcissist. You're looking for a workaday schlub. You're looking for someone whose idea is to make their mark because nothing else in their life makes a mark. And of the various, of the various suspects, none of them fit this. None of them. To a slight degree, Arthur Lee Allen, certainly not Dick Geick, maybe Rick Marshall, definitely not the Napa State Hospital. This is why I 100% believe that the actual killer has never really been assessed because of that unremarkable nature. As I look at the Paul Stein murder, probably going to do one or two more episodes on it, I'm going to examine this idea of how this could be an endgame. Because I do think Zodiac just stopped. I do not think Zodiac was captured. I don't think he was uh, killed elsewhere. I think he just stopped. I think that somehow the Stein murder satisfied something for him. And if you can understand why that satisfied something, then you understand who he was, and most importantly, who he could be. Zodiac stopped here. All the theories about Zodiac moving out of the area, it's possible, in fact, it's kind of probable, that he left. I don't think he started up killing him. Because I think if he had, he would not have been able to reconfigure his whole methodology so that it could not be tied back. And you hear a little bit of people tying disparate serial killers together. The classic one is the Golden State Killer and Mr. Cruel in Australia. No. It was on the surface, and even two or three layers down, yeah, there were very strong similarities, but no. And GSK just stopped. In a way, he directed his cruelty more locally, less fatally. And that whole idea changes how we perceive the Golden State Killer. And I think it should be how we define Zodiac. Why did he stop? And I really think it's because the murder of Paul Stein satisfied something. Thanks for listening to Zodiac Speaking. I'm Chris Garcia. We'll be back probably in a month, maybe a little less, with the second part of the Paul Stein murder where I'll examine what Paul Stein could have meant in the grand scheme of the Zodiac murder. There'll probably be one more Stein issue after that episode, I guess. And then more talk about the potential victim, where I'll say some controversial things and most of you will disagree, but that's fine. Like, subscribe, rate, whatever. You know what you're doing. But ultimately, thanks for listening to Zodiac Speaking, a classic gunpoint family podcast.